Showing these guys anymore. We have to return. I'm making an executive, executive decision okay. around here. What, what's, what, what, We're not showing them bombs from Southern California anymore. We stop it. Here's a tip by O to the steal. Up, up, and away. Left hand jam. The player of the year coming through in the clutch. For the past five years, I've been in the, uh, the Brent Venable School of Defense. So by year four, I was, I was I felt like a lion in a cage. I was ready to go. If I knew Brent Venables was going to come here and be the head coach and uh, bring the staff that he has brought and the, the changes in the direction that we're going in, um, Jeff Levy is the offense coordinator. I, I, would have, I would have slept a lot better at night, I can promise you. Than All in. Mind on mission, eyes nailing target, playing my position the hardest and the smartest. Opportunities the largest, and I'm all about the harvest. You can try me or deny me, but I'm going to eat regardless. I will not quit. I'm just quiet until it's time. I'm hungry for success, and my diet is the grind. No objectives too hard. I'll never give up. The tough get going when the going gets tough. From a pebble to a rock, now our level is the top, and we will never, ever stop until we have the game on lock. When adversity strikes, we stand tall, men. When you examine this family, you'll see everybody's all in. Coach Bates, welcome to the huddle. No 40, no shuttle. Just you and me talking with Gabe and Trey about the way your day-to-day brought you to the Crimson and Cream, the dream, your scheme, this team. Coach Todd Bates on our show. Here we go. Let's go. How about- That's just me and my new best friend, Todd Bates. Your boy, hour three, T-Row in the morning show. Yes? Huh? I thought you were going to say something. Sorry. No, I said that's your boy. My Tuesdays just got very busy. Uh, seven to eight, I will be holding a uh, steak sauce support group meeting. And uh, from eight to nine every Tuesday night, Todd Bates and I will be having a poetry slam at the Chili's in Norman. So Tuesdays, uh, about to be really busy around here. Good morning, everyone. Friday, March 4, big weekend. Uh, we talked to K.J. Kindler last hour. They get number one in the nation in the LNC tonight. Michigan in town, 745. No softball this weekend. Jocelyn Alla will go for the record again on Monday against Minnesota in Norman. OU women at home tomorrow, they get Kansas. OU men on the road at K-State, regular season finale. 
They need it in a bad, bad way. They carry a two-game win streak with them. And big event in Houston opens today. Baseball, three games today down there. you got Baylor and UCLA at 11 a.m., OU, LSU at 3, and the late game tonight at 7, Texas and Tennessee. All right, TG, you ready for uh, some who you got, some Friday who you got? Who it is, who would I? Um, I think we should start keeping percentages on our predictions like they do on the crystal balls, on the, uh, you know, the 247s and the rivals and all that kind of stuff. We should start to keep our batting averages on these things. But I don't want to keep track of it. Can you keep track of it, please? Two weeks ago, I was very good. Last Saturday, I would not have been very good. I missed quite a few last Saturday. But the way it went across the country, not just the Big 12, would have been yeah, the case of a Saturday, lot of people, yeah. yeah. By the way, Kansas flipped the tables on the Frogs last night, 72-68. TCU played them tough in Allen Fieldhouse. So here you go. Here's your Saturday slate. TCU went from Lawrence to Morgantown. They are at West Virginia, 1 o'clock on Saturday. TCU at West Virginia, TJ. I think West Virginia has just cashed it in at this point. Uh, TCU, though, coming off one. It's one of those things where when you come off of a big win like that and then go on the road, you typically see a team slip up. But I just don't yeah. think West Virginia's about it right now. I just think they're ready to get it over with. So I'm going to go TCU on the road there. I'm going to take West Virginia. Okay. I'm not going to argue with that. I almost took that. So I didn't feel comfortable taking TCU. They got geared up for back-to-back Kansas games. Beat them once. Played them tough in, in Allen Fieldhouse. Now they're going to go play the last place team in the league who's lost like seven in a row. It's got to be a letdown. And you know how many people will be at that game in West Virginia, TJ? Like 14,000. They don't care. Well, senior day. That they're three and four. Well, they're three and they don't care. They come no matter what, man. There will be a near capacity, if not packed house at West Virginia. So I'm going to take the Mountaineers. Two o'clock, Texas Tech at OSU. This is it for OSU. Yeah, uh, uh, that's what I was going to say. This being it for OSU, I think that they – put everything they have into this game. I'm going to say Tech's the better team. I would typically always take Tech in this game, in this matchup. But with this being it for them, Oklahoma State lays it all out and and wins the game in a close one, I think. Interesting. TJ continues to pick OSU every chance possible. (laughs) Um, It's impossible to pick a Texas Tech game without knowing who the officials are. I need to know, are we calling fouls or not? <laughs> I, I think mean, Texas Tech, too, put a lot into this last game to make sure they were undefeated in conference play at home. Uh-huh. So I, I think they'll have a let-up, too, on the road. So I'm, I'm going Oklahoma State. I'm disagreeing with you for the second straight game okay. here. I'm All taking right. Tech. Right. I think Tech's just better. They are better. They are. It's just better. Yeah. It's better. 3 o'clock, Texas Kansas. at Kansas. Kansas. Who you got? Kansas. Oh, you didn't give me a chance to say my my catch line there, you know, my phrase. You know, no explanation, just Kansas? It's Kansas, and you can go to the next game now. This is the way it works. 
Kansas, Kansas will win. Baylor will blow it against Iowa State. Kansas wins the regular season conference title. We know well, how this story even, goes. Regardless of what happens with Baylor, both those teams get a share of the title with a win. Well, wouldn't that make they get Baylor it outright if the other loses? Right, 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 right. They're thir- both thirteen and four. Okay, I, I thought you meant they both got a share, if, no, regardless of what the outcomes of those games were. I got you now. No, I'm no, with no, you no, now. No. I'm with you now. I'm with you now. Yeah. So that's how I think you it win, goes. You get the title. Yeah. No, <laughs> and nobody, nobody says that they're sharing anything. They're just the champs. I just think that's how Texas it goes. Texas beat them in in Austin. Mm-hmm. Uh, Texas has played pretty good ball lately, but Kansas is in Allen Fieldhouse. I agree with you on this one. Kansas is the pick. Title on the line, at home, Kansas will win. Skip ahead to 5 o'clock, Baylor hosting Iowa State. Iowa State coming off, scoring 36 points at home in the midweek. In the whole game. Yeah, I just said well, how I thought it would play out because it always does for Kansas. But Baylor's the much better team here at home. Iowa State was just atrocious last game. It's hard for me to pick Iowa State. So uh, I'm picking Baylor, but I'm not going to be surprised at all if Iowa State goes in there and shoots like they did in in Norman and knocks off Baylor. And as we said, Kansas Kansas is the regular season champ. Yeah, Yeah, you got to go Baylor. By the way, uh, can I ask you something? Why do you like I'm the not flop with warning so much? Next. Okay, sorry. <laughs> uh, my man got to you, huh? My man uh, through his different v- uh, vices, avenues, he got to you with the whole flop warning thing. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. It's just a question a that I had. The flop warning. Big fan. OU at Kansas State, three o'clock. Who ya got? There is absolutely no reason that I should believe that Oklahoma will win on the road in Manhattan. But I think they're going to get it done. I think Oklahoma wins. They avoid that game on Wednesday and uh, knocks off Kansas State. I'm picking the Oklahoma Sooners. Sorry, Kurt. I just did it. No real reasoning given there. Just you're playing a hunch. I'm just playing a hunch. Yeah, I don't. I don't really have a reason. I mean, mm-hmm. Kansas State's in a similar situation. They need to win. They're at home. They'll Senior be celebrating day. their seniors. So everything leans Kansas State's way. The history of the series, everything leans their way. I just so that just makes me feel Oklahoma's going to get it done. I won't be able to see it. Um, but are we ESPN Plus again? An ESPN Plus game again, I think. Oh boy, I'm about to we'll listen to you. Radio, I'm about to listen to tomorrow. you and the brilliant Kevin Henry. He's giant great, by the way. Audience. He is great. He really is good. I want to take you on a little walk down memory lane, Teach. Uh, 2013 in Manhattan, uh, Kansas State, 69-60. 2014 in Manhattan, uh, Kansas State, 72-66. <laughs> 2015 in Manhattan, uh, Kansas State, 59-56. 2016 in Manhattan, Kansas State, 80-69. to 
Are you catching a theme here? I'm with you. I know the theme. 2017 yes. Manhattan, Kansas State, 75-64. Uh, there's some Buddy Hills and Trey Youngs mixed in here. 2018 Manhattan, K-State, 87-69. Ouch. 2019 nice. Manhattan, Kansas State, 68-53. Clean it up, please. 2020 Manhattan, K-State, 61-53. 2021 Manhattan, K-State, 62-57. I get your theme. That's why I said I'm supposed two, to pick Kansas three, State four, here. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine straight. I do think there are some things to like about the matchup for Oklahoma. If you remember way back to the first time these two teams played, no Groves brothers. No Bijan Cortez either, for that matter. There's a big aspect of this team K-State hasn't seen yet. And they're playing well right now. Both of them are. So that could be an advantage for OU. Now, they also did not have Marquise Noel, who is a major player for them the first time they played back on New Year's Day. Those guards are electric. Pack and Noel. Mark Smith is a bull in a china shop. He's impossible to keep off the boards. They're at home. They play crazy defense. It's the octagon of doom. Oh, Teach, you might be right. You might be right. Sooner Nation will be leaning on you because those of us that are smart do not give ESPN extra money. We want to hear you unhitch the wagon. Oh, I want to unhitch him so bad. I want to unhitch him in that octagon of doom so bad, TJ. We'll see. 3 o'clock tomorrow. Coming up today at 3, OU Baseball against LSU. When we come back, we are joined live by Clay Van Hook. It's the T-Row in the Morning Show. The T-Row in the Morning Show is powered by extreme outdoor equipment. Four-wheelers, side-by-sides, UTVs, travel trailers, or motorhome rentals. With two locations, I-35 at Goldsby exit 104B and I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle exit 108. Oh, I get it. Because he's the third base coach. You team. get it? You get it? Oh man, you caught on. They're running to him, and the and then the question is, are they going? Is he going to wave him home or not? That's the whole. That's really good by you. We welcome in now Sooner assistant coach Clay Van Hook back in his town, H Town. Good morning, Hook. Good morning. How's everybody doing? We're doing good. How are you today? I'm good. I've got my. Uh... My uh, 1998 to 2005 H-Town uh, rap mix going back in back in the heyday, <laughs> and uh, the boys are ready to rock and roll. Does it feel good? You be back? Did you feel like you're back among your peeps down there? Uh, it felt good until uh, last night. I had a last minute um, recruiting uh, little recruiting game to go watch, and and found out that Ryan Gaines uh, booked us at one of the best Mexican food restaurants in the city of Houston, so I, I got to miss out on that. But other than that, I'm doing fantastic. Oh, that is not cool. That is not cool at all. I hope you landed the recruit at the very least. It was, it was, it was a good game to watch, but uh, those fajitas would have been really nice. Five and two starts of the year. What do you think so far? I think uh, when, you, when you watch this club, I think it's, you know, the recipe for success is, it's kind of the one that that you see in baseball. You've got a you've got a really good pitching staff. You've got a really athletic defense. Um, you know, and obviously the, the the hitting hasn't come around as as much as we liked early, but 
I mean, we, we know we have the pieces together to to get it rolling along. But I mean, the the, the camaraderie on the team, the the jailness that the guys have put together from from the fall to to early spring is, you know, it's one of those teams that that you really like uh, when you see them amongst each other, which is really good. Offensively, it is, uh, you know, we heard coming into the year that you wanted to run more, you wanted to be more aggressive. You've done it. 23 stolen bases, I think, so far this year already in seven games. So um, tell us about that philosophy and why you feel like this is a team that can take advantage of that strategy. Well, I think it's you have to have the right personnel first, um, you know, and there's there's really not a guy on the – you look at the lineup, the guys that we can plug in there that that can't fit into this offense. Um, you know, but also too, it's 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 relying on the details of, of preparation. You know, looking at what the opposing teams and defenses are, are gonna are gonna give to us. You know, what what are we really good at? And and then just you know, from a simple task of practicing it, preparing for it. Um, you know, in your in your advance and scout meetings. So that's. There's been a lot of things that Reggie Willits has obviously brought to the table, for, you know, not only for the players, for you know, for for the coaching staff to to bring, you know, the vast knowledge that he has brought, you know, and I, I think I think you look at it too, uh, even in the year of 2020, you know, when before COVID, you know, knocked us short, we we stole I think almost 35 or 39 bases last that year, you know, in a in a in an 18 game set. So if you look at you know, obviously, you you look at that year, and that was kind of the year that you know everybody kind of dreams on. You know, the the recipe, the you know how we're put together is very similar to that team. I I would think. Tell me more about Reggie and the, the impact that he has had on you and and on this team so far. Yeah, I think it's you know because when you look at you know what he brings and it's and it's it's so detail oriented. You know, we'd have to go through probably a whole hour segment just to just to get into you know how how this offense is put together how we how we practice it how we how we look at it and how we prepare for other teams for it you know but he's he's no nonsense he's uh he's he's definitely uh going out there wanting to wanting to win every game and and it's funny I, you know but the other thing too is he tells me all the time he's he's having to you know kind of detail his stuff around the college game because the college game is a little bit different. You know, there's, there's not nearly as much shifting. There's, uh, you know, there's not nearly as many games. There's, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, of moving parts when you go from, you know, from where he was at, which is at the highest level of, of professional baseball to, to the college game. And, and, you know, but the, the things that he's brought works at any level, you know, and that's one thing he talks about is, you know, he's coached at you know, professional level. He's coached at high school. Now he's coaching at the college game. So, you know, he's, He's done an outstanding job of, of framing this offense around the, the college game, and I think that's why we're reaping a lot of the benefits early in terms of, you know, run production and, and all that stuff. See, does he act like he's better than everybody because he was with the Yankees and everything? I'm no, sure he does. No, I, I, I wouldn't. No, I'm I sure wouldn't, he does. I wouldn't say that. Those no, Yankees I mean, we, are all like that. You know they are, hey, Hook. All hey, the Yankees. Hey. Yeah, we we were we were joking yesterday that you know me and him were were on were C twenty and C twenty two respectively yesterday getting on that Southwest flight. So uh, we we you know we said hey this is this is just uh, you know the good Lord telling us where where we stand. So uh, we we went we went with it. That's not how they traveled with Jeter and and A Rod back. In, I don't know if he was with A Rod or not, but that he didn't travel coach with the New yeah, York I Yankees. Think- 
I think he said it was just a, just a hair different. Um, a couple similarities, maybe. We were on an airplane, and we were at a yeah. and we were at an airport, and there was a pilot. Still a takeoff and a landing. That's about it. You know, I w- there are some guys that aren't hitting for you much yet, that but are proven. You know, like Treadaway's proven. Jimmy Crooks. There's no doubt Crooks is going to hit. That's why, uh, and even Peyton, I feel like I know he's he's hitting about 300 with a couple of bombs, but I f- still feel like he's off to a little bit of a a slow start. So I don't know that I, I don't feel too awfully worried about it because I think you have some proven commodities there that you're like, yeah, these guys are going to hit, right? Oh yeah, well I mean too, it's 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 how you know tower wired. I mean if 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 this if this offense last year would have started off the way we were, there's there's no chance we would have been five and two. You know, so so that's yeah. why you know we keep telling the guys is, look, we we've got the we've got the recipe from a from a good pitching staff to an athletic defense to a you know a chaotic opposing offense. You know, we've we've got the pieces together. It's just a matter of you know getting some guys going, and and like you said, we've got some proven guys. We've got some guys who I mean, you know, people don't realize, but you know, Cade Horton's first collegiate game, his first game in over two years was two weeks ago. You know, so just getting getting his timing back, getting him used to, to be, to being back out there. And, and, uh, you know, like I said, we, we feel really good about the construction of the, of the lineup and the offense and the guys we got. And that's just a matter of, um, you know, getting, getting lucky in baseball and, and starting to find some holes. And once that happens and it, it'll take off. What do you think about LSU and, uh, this right-hander Blake money that you're going to face today? Yeah. I mean, Friday night starter in the, you know, at LSU is always going to be tough. I think uh, you know the, the the things that he presents from a from a, a good explosive fastball that'll run up to 95. You've got a really good breaking ball to right-handed hitters, a good change up to left-handers. Um, you know, I think it's you know all we're trying to do is we're trying to replicate the the success of uh, the last time we played LSU at Miami. If we can do that, I, I think we'll be okay because um, <laughs> it, it ended up being all right last time. So. Um, but I, I think it's going to be, a, you know, a tough test. It's a, it's a Jay Johnson coach team. You know, they've, they've got a really good offensive lineup and, uh, you know, anytime you roll Jake Bennett out there and, and, uh, you got uh, the guys we got, we feel really good about what, how we're going to do this weekend. LSU today, UCLA tomorrow, Tennessee on Sunday. It's a big weekend. going to be a fun weekend for OU baseball. Clay Van Hook will be in the third base coaching box. Uh, making the all-important decision: stop him or send him. How you doing uh, so far you, this year? What's your bat? What's your batting average over there so far this year? I'm so far so good, but I had to. I haven't had to use the windmill too much this year. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm kind of ready for that right. I'm kind of ready for that right shoulder to be a little tired. Um, at the end of the day, get get with Luke and get a little ice on that on that right shoulder. That's always that's always a good thing at the end of the day when the third base coach has to ice that shoulder. Do you stretch before a game? No, right, I, I, right arm stretches. As, as you can probably imagine, Skipper's not a he's not into the whole twenty to twenty five minute stretching uh, routines that we have. He he kind of he kind of <laughs> likens it to a to a cheetah. You don't see that cheetah stretching. So I I told Skipper at the at the mantra I'm gonna take out there. Uh, you are the cheetah of Oklahoma baseball. That's for sure. Good luck today, Clay. Thanks for your time. Thanks, guys. Boomer. See ya. Sooner. Clay Van Hook. He's a good dude, Teach. Um, yeah, I could see, I could see Skip not being a big stretching guy. You think? 
that was that was also funny. I didn't even think about Reggie Willits getting on a on a commercial tr- a flight yesterday uh, in the Southwest Airlines. Sounds like they were in C, so that it sounds like Southwest Airlines to me. Southwest Airlines C twenty or whatever. Uh, going to a baseball game, going, huh? Wonder if I made the right decision to leave the New York Yankees and go to college. <laughs> no, all these uh, charter flights that football and basketball teams uh, take. Baseball's like that would be nice. They're they're flying commercial like the rest of us out there. So it uh, was just yeah. Houston. Lucky wasn't bussing it. Yes, or trying to get to West Virginia. We don't have to go to West Virginia <laughs> true, this year, yes. which. Remember last year we flew to Vegas, Vegas to Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh bus to Morgantown. Whew, that was a long day. All right, 8.32 in the morning. We'll take a quick timeout. Winding down a Friday edition of the T-Row in the Morning Show. The Ref. Network studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, tornado. We can help. Call 405-735-5510. Something I have dropped the ball on, and I apologize. Pick it up. I um, know that we've been getting a lot of requests out there, and and um, I, listen, it's my fault. But yes, Leeds is playing tomorrow, Leicester City at six a.m., six thirty, I think, tomorrow morning, and uh, it'll be their first game under their new manager. Something important you were forgetting. Go ahead, Jesse Marsh, the American, taking over for uh, Bielsa, who has been let go, sacked as they call it in England. And so big game tomorrow, Leeds is hovering around relegation, and we need Jesse Marsh to come in and get us back on the right track. That'll be 6.30 tomorrow morning, Leeds at Leicester. Nobody understanding the words that are coming out of your mouth. Uh, TJ, if you you live with a police officer. Mm-hmm. If someone admits to you a crime, do are do you have to report it? Are you obligated to report that crime? What's the law say about that? I think I'm supposed to, but I think it depends on what the crime is. Like Theft. I wouldn't go and bother someone with something I considered small. If somebody admits to me they've stolen something, let's say from a restaurant. Yes. Am I obligated to report that knowledge of theft? I don't think so. I think that's mm. one of those that you can let slide, depending on what it is. Like if it's a bag of cash from a restaurant, if they stole right. a, 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 a ramekins, a server's tips, um, ramekins. I think you could probably let that slide. I really got a moral you decision get into, to make You get into point, silverware. You do. We were just informed. We know someone that may or may not have stole some ramekins. No, they did. From no, they Chili's. Did. Yeah. yeah. There's no may not about it. They did. They stole them. So an ethical decision now faces us as to whether to report this person to the authorities or not. You know what Chili said? They want their ramekins, ramekins, ramekins back. They want their ramekins back. God, I'm so good today. <laughs> That's the ultimate dad joke right there. High of 76 and windy today across the state of Oklahoma. Will you? Are you excited about Coach K's final game tomorrow? <laughs> I've got tickets to it. 
How much are they running now? I'm gonna go to. Uh, I think I yesterday I saw the low was like fifty five hundred, something like that, a piece. How much would you be willing to pay? What's the top amount you'd be willing to pay to go to uh, Coach? To K's go to final Coach game? K's final game, ten bucks. Like that's well, not uh, one of those things that in. I don't think you're getting in for that. <laughs> I don't think so either. That's not one of those things in like twenty years. Like it'd be cool to tell us. Like it would be, but like for me, I wouldn't care to tell someone that. Like, hey, I was at Coach K's final game. It'd be cool to be there, though. Don't you think it'd be cool to be there? It's a big deal. Oh, sure. If someone gave me a ticket and it was uh, within driving distance and I didn't have to go north of forty, I might would go. So just like an OU game, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see anything on StubHub. Let me see if I see anything on. Uh... Let's see if I can find anything here on Ticketmaster real fast. Uh, yeah, here we go. Um, cheapest ticket I can get right now to get in on Ticketmaster, $11,500. Oh, gosh. That's in the upper. I mean, there's only this, like the lower bowl where the students are in the upper. It's in the upper, although I think every seat's good. Eric Montross can't even afford that ticket. <laughs> oh, wait, he was Carolina. Never mind. He wasn't Duke. <laughs> um, eleven thousand to eight. There's a. Uh, 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 I got to see five ticket offers here, ranging from eleven thousand to eighteen thousand. Goodness gracious! For a ticket. Winning is coach in uh, the history of college basketball. Final home game. And it's North Carolina. Way to go, schedule bankers. You know who will be in the house? MJ? Brady, Brady Manick. No, Brady will be in the house, yeah. Yeah. Well, he'll be on the floor. He'll he'll get to shake his hand after the game, maybe before. Potentially. Potentially. We'll see how it goes. Uh, that'll be exciting. That's tomorrow night, right? That's prime time? I think it's a night game tomorrow night. Yeah, it's got to be. It's like you know, game day and everything there. So get home and watch that tomorrow night. Anything on the text line you want to flush out before we uh, get out of here today? Because we got Chris Plank coming up next segment. Uh, let's see. We'll take a couple more brights of Raisin Brands while you read these. What is Chad McKee's thoughts on steak sauce? Planks, the guy doing SNU play-by-play, Bruce Howard. We know Haxton eats his steak rare. Wow. No doubt Haxton's a... Haxton just Haxton slaps may a just go on down, thing. maybe go over there and just cut it off himself out in the field. Yeah, he's tough. Who Texas Tech? What did you say about the other guys? Uh, Chad McKee's thoughts on steak sauce. Plank's thoughts, and the guy doing SNU play-by-play, and then That's Bruce me. Howard. Oh. Yeah. Um, I'll take a run at that. I think uh, Plank's a tough guy. You know, he's got a horse, so he's practically a rancher. I think he probably <laughs> Plank is the furthest thing from a rancher you can find. The no, man no, was no. in he... here in sweatpants and a WWE T-shirt the other day. He is no rancher. No, no, no. I disagree. I disagree. He <laughs> lives out there in uh, what's that area out there where Teddy and him live? What's that called out there? I don't know what the area Goldsby? is called. Goldsby's the the town. Yeah, yeah, the settlement out there, Goldsby. He's got land and he's got a horse and. Uh, all right, he's a medium rare guy. No steak sauce for Chris. He's tough. Chad McKee. Every time I see him, he's either wearing Lululemon or he's draped in velour. Okay, I mean he, <laughs> no doubt, has a skincare regimen. 
um, no doubt is a frequent spa visitor. Uh, gets his hair cut at a fancy salon, his hair and beard at a fancy salon. Um, he is probably not ordering steak. No, honestly. he's not. It's too heavy for him. He's going to. A light fish, a light fish, perhaps, yes, with a, a light side fish of with a, a sauce. Asparagus, uh-huh. maybe. Yes. Maybe not even. That sounds maybe a little too much for him. Maybe just a side salad with vinaigrette. I'll that have the chasel. scallops, please. Uh, who was the other one that they asked about? Uh, uh, the uh, Bruce Howard. Oh, well, Bruce Howard's a manly man. Yeah. Bruce Howard will take a steak, medium rare, slap it on the plate. Uh, I don't know. He doesn't need anything else. He's a man. All right. What's next? Uh, wow. That rap was impressive, Toby. Mm, thank you. This uh, Air Comfort Solutions text. I agree with Sean. Let the big dog eat. TJ, how about steak sauce with steak fries? I'm not a steak fry guy. I'm not I'm not ordering your fries if they're steak fries. I'll go a different side item. Yep. And again, this is another area we disagree on. Yes. No, we don't need to get into that today. We've got into enough. You guys are exaggerating. I'm loving Rattler's comments. Doesn't mean we wish he was our QB next year. I didn't say you wanted to be your QB. I'm saying you hated him. Throughout the season, quit acting like this didn't happen. Like, what kind of crazy world am I living in this morning? <laughs> I think you're just talking to one person there who's a little uh, disconnected from reality. Gosh. Like, it wasn't just the student section. There were weeks that every call or text to the rush was something hateful towards Spencer Rattler. I'm not making this up. And we know the students aren't texting the show. No, we don't have them. WhatsApp. <laughs> they're not. <laughs> we should get uh, the, the, the we should get uh, the uh, the uh, the uh, well, what's the cool the Snapchat? Snapchat. Is there any way that people could Snapchat into the show? I don't know Tinder, Snapchat. I don't know what the kids are doing oh, nowadays. We don't know. Don't come on now. We don't. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what else you got? One or two more. Uh, let's see. Phil in UConn says, who was the last left-handed QB at OU? Uh, is he a head coach somewhere? Does he wear a ring on his right finger? Hashtag chase for eight. Nice. Yeah, he's another quarterback that you guys all hate. Mm-hmm. Uh, so are we supposed to forget Rattler said during an interview the fans don't do anything about playing D1 football? He didn't say that to the don't fans, know. by I'm the sorry. way. Don't know anything about playing D1 football. Don't. That was misconstrued way back in the day, too. That was a So was his reality show, yeah. Criticism from the media. <laughs> he was asked about criticism from the media, and he was saying they don't play D1 uh, football. But they kind of chopped that question off and made it sound like he was taking a shot at the fans back then. Which I'm sure he's not beyond taking a shot at the fans. I'm just saying that particular instance, he was being asked about criticism on – Media, you know, from other people. And he's like, there I, are I can't so be many. We didn't hate Rattler. Sorry. Oh, this is making me. I angry. can't be bothered by that. Those people don't play D1 football. Mm, accurate. You can't. You just got to go play. Uh, Chris Plank joins us to wrap it up next. It's the Plank Show with Chris Plank and Josh Helmer.
Weekdays from 9 a.m. till noon on your home for Sooner fans, the Ref Sports Radio Network. Crossover! Nah, I don't think I like it now. Three days in. I think <laughs> didn't take long. Brought to you by the Cleveland County. Victor, it's the same yeah. way as the top five. I told you not to get too attached to that. Yeah. yeah. Nobody sponsored it, so I just let it go. <laughs> I liked it. I'm a big uh, I'm big on lists. I thought it was great. Yeah, I thought it was fun too, but you know, whatever. Chris, good morning. How are you today? Toby, I'm good. Um I think so breaking down the, the fifth wall. Oh, wait, fourth wall. Oh, we sorry, got five walls now. Sorry, um, it's been a what long. What are we morning. live in a pentagon here? Yeah, you know, I'm thinking about the octagon of doom. I'm adding walls to everything. Um, <laughs> so originally on the schedule, I was supposed to do huddle last night. Right. Um, birthday stuff came up. Had a couple responsibilities. Kind of. How'd the birthday stuff go? Oh, it's you act like it's over. Toby, oh, it's bad. it's it's an eight year old, so it's been going on for the three days prior to yesterday or two days, uh, and it will go on into the weekend. So happy birthday, Gwenny! A week's a worth birthday. of birthday celebration. Man, you only turn eight <laughs> once. <laughs> only turn eight once, and I don't think I have a choice right now. But so my point: I was originally supposed to co-host Huddle. I think what happened last night was one of the all-time greatest decisions to go to the pen because Toby, nothing. And I mean nothing will ever top the rap off, poet off, however you want to mm-hmm. phrase it, between you and Todd Bates. Fantastic. Right. Well done. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. As some people have called it a rap battle. Others have called it a poetry slam. Uh, whatever it was, it was a moment. It certainly sure. was a moment. And I think our friendship has now been um, fortified forever. That's great. That's great. No. And uh, so, yeah, that was fun. That it was never fun. seemed to get intense. You didn't have a um, no. Eminem and Eight Mile moment or anything, right? Where you were. Oh, he won. I openly admit he was the victor. <laughs> but I just, I am grateful that he let me play on his turf, you know? That's true. So, I thought it was good, was too. Fun. I thought we learned a lot yesterday about the assistants. We're going to spend a lot of time mm-hmm. on it. Today, they all met with the media, but being one on one with Todd Bates last night, pretty awesome. He's a gentle giant of a man. Like, it, it's fascinating because I think Miguel Chavis and Todd Bates are both known as, you know, big big time recruiters, right? Elite level recruiters, but they have seemingly to me in a very limited amount of time with them, very different personalities. Gotcha. Miguel Chavis is, uh, I don't know, aggressive, loud. I don't know. That sound. Those are bad adjectives. I should use that. I'm <laughs> no, just saying no, he's bad. energetic fiery. and uh, fiery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Bates is quiet and lovable, seemingly to me. And yet, so I mean, that's more. To, what do they say? The uh, extremely unpleasant analogy is: there's more than one way to skin a cat. Yes. So yes. I guess that. Uh, I guess they've got it. I guess they got both that. But no, I find Todd. Hmm soothing to converse with like he's just a kind-hearted man that's awesome who likes poetry and happens to be a great football coach so i think he's gonna be fun to have around yeah i i thoroughly enjoyed it i thoroughly enjoyed it and by the way as someone who's allergic with cats no problem with you saying allergic from cats or whatever the term is what a horrific analogy i don't mind that analogy at all now um 
by the way, cat lovers are going to get all over me. Listen, I'm allergic to them. What am I supposed to do? Love something I'm allergic to? You can't, right, Toby? You can't love something you're allergic to. It's hard, yeah. Um, but no, it was well done. So I now that was the positive side. There was some guilt that started to kick in for me last night because you're not having to drive to Manhattan because you stayed behind and did that show, are you? No, we are not the softball team. We do not fly somewhere four days in advance <laughs> of a game. Well, Saturday, I just didn't know. Basketball you know, Thursday team night. leaves this afternoon okay, all right. at uh, 4 o'clock. Just so. making sure. Just thought I no, didn't want to feel guilty I'm or not, anything. No, 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 no. I was, doing the, I was doing the basketball show anyway. Oh, that's so right. It was no problem to step in and, and do that show. It was fun. The alleged hey, final got, episode you, you of got Gabe? Oh, you, yeah, it's like free money. No, yeah. As soon as I'm, I'm worried about that show right up until I see the roster. <laughs> and if I see Gabe on the roster, I'm like, oh, I'm good. Gabe football. Good. Your thoughts? And you're just, mm-hmm. you're good. You're set. You're ready to roll. I, I, I think based on the email we get, we just got that it's okay to say that it is not the final episode of Sooner okay. Talk this year. All right. Are you down with that? Yeah, I okay. like it. Okay, good. But you and Chad are going to have to help out with this. Oh, no, no, no. I'm all in. I'm all in, man. Yeah, whatever I can do, I'm fired up. Especially those ones when we do get to talk a little diamond sports. So, yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, exactly. Chris, have a great show. Enjoy the big birthday weekend. Yes, yes. All Gwen all the time. Thanks, T-Row. Thank you to Clay Van Hook and K.J. Kindler for joining us today. Uh, I'm headed to Manhattan. we got basketball 3 o'clock tomorrow, 2.30 pregame. Have a great weekend, everybody.